This is the Money Revival Podcast. Today, we are starting a series called Free as a Bird. Our topic for today is the fowler. Today, we'll be seeing how Satan is the fowler who looks to grasp every single woman. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Sisters, I do not know what Satan may be in your life. Eve was tempted by the snake to eat the fruit that God had told her not to. Sister, I do not know what may be tempting you. Maybe it is alcoholism, maybe you're a drug addict, or maybe it is just even your normal day-to-day life. Maybe the fowler is tempting you to get angry with your children, or to get annoyed with your husband. Sisters, the fowler looks to steal, to kill, and to destroy do not let him do that. Deborah should be romantic as better on this subject. Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege to start this series. As we get into this series, we look to you, Lord Jesus, to dish out your word unto each and every listener. To some of us, we may need your word as bread to eat. Why to some of us it may be as seed to sow. Please, Lord, just do what you and you alone can do. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for joining me on this series. We are on this new series tagged Free as a Bird. And I am praying that the Lord will bring you into the freedom that He had already ordained even for everyone living on planet earth we are looking forward to our annual ladies conference which is tagged this year freedom through the truth and as you go through this series with us i am praying that the lord prepare your heart even for the coming ladies conference amen free as a bird you can go back to our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk where you will find this series and many other series that you may have missed or may need to go back to listen to. And you can contact us on our contact us page. Amen. So today we begin this series, Free as a Bird. And today let us look at the topic, the fowler. What is a fowler? A fowler is a hunter of birds. And you know, Satan is that hunter. He's hunting for you. He's hunting for me. He's going like a lion, prowling, seeking for women to devour. And I am very, very aware that many, 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 many women, we are trapped. Some of us are trapped in our emotions. Some of us in our thoughts. Some of us, we are trapped in addiction. Some of us, we are tied down in being drinking, in substance abuse, just name it. Some of us, we are trapped in various and diverse ways. And the plan and the purpose of God is to bring us into his freedom, which he had already prepared for each and everyone living on planet Earth. But unfortunately, many, many, many are living here on Earth, living in bondage, being trapped, not knowing what God had provided for them. Or some may actually know, but they doubt the authenticity of what God had provided. 
I am praying that the Lord will speak to your heart and bring you into the freedom. Many women have been enslaved. We have been victims of scams because of our vulnerability and because of the situation that our life is locked in presently. And it is my prayer that you will discover even the freedom that comes through Jesus and Jesus alone. Free as a bird, free to fly, free to be who God wants you to be. You know, there's a story of this eagle that was trapped in the heart of a chicken. This eagle lived with chickens, dwelt with chickens, hatched amongst chickens and grew up amongst chickens. And it grew up with the mindset of a chicken, even though it's an eagle. And I perceive that that is where many, many women are. We are trapped in a wrong mindset. Some of you are trapped down in porn. You have engaged yourself in pornography and all sorts of things to meet your emotional need. To some of you, you are dear, seeking for a partner online, you know, looking for all sorts of means. Some of you, you are married, but you are finding fulfillment through another man outside your marriage. All of these are the enemy's means of keeping you trapped. And I am praying that the Lord will bring you freedom, even as that of a bird. So the fowler, let us go and read Psalms 124 verse 7. And I will be reading from the King James Version. If you can grab your Bible, either your Bible on your phone, on your iPad, wherever, just open to Psalms 124 verse 7. And I'm going to read it from different translation. If you are driving, if you are at work, if you can't open your Bible, just listen through. Psalms 124 verse 7 says, Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Our soul is escaped. I think that is one of the words that struck me. I am saying that what is usually trapped is our soul. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare. Many of our souls are trapped. Many of our souls are imprisoned in the prison of the fowlers. I want to read that same verse from the New Living Translation. Psalms 124. I will read verse 7 and 8. And it says, We escaped like a bird from a hunter's trap. Are you seeing again? From a hunter's trap. So many of us, we are trapped in the hunter's trap. The trap is broken and we are free. Our help is from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So are you saying again? So when we are saying the fowler, we are talking about the hunter, the one who is hunting for our souls, the one who is hunting for your marriage, the one who is hunting for the life of your children. We escaped like a bird from a hunter's trap. Not only do we escape, but even the trap is broken and then we are free. 
we will be seeing this gradually as we go through this series together the message translation says in that same verse 7 and 8 of psalm 124 it says we've free from their fangs free of their traps free as a bird their grip is broken we are free as a bird in flight god's strong name is our help the same god who made heaven and earth wow this is loaded we have flown from their fangs we no longer belong there once we used to be alcohol addicts once we used to satisfy our emotional need from various men but now we are flown from that group we are free from their traps we are free as a bird i know the enemy has such a strong grip upon the hearts of many women and even women in the church we have diverse issues that we are battling that we are struggling with underground i am praying that god whose name is strong will come through for you even as we go through this series i want us to go and read genesis chapter 3 and see the first woman who became trapped even in the snare in the trap of the hunter in the snare of the fowler we are reading genesis chapter 3 verses 1 to 6 now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field with the lord god had made and he said unto the woman yea have god said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden and the woman said unto the serpent we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden god has said ye shall not eat of it neither shall ye touch it lest ye die and the serpent said unto the woman ye shall not surely die for god doth know that in the day ye eat thereof then your eyes shall be opened and ye shall be as gods knowing good and evil verse 6 and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise she took off the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat so we are looking at the story of the first woman in genesis chapter 1 god made everything and by the time we are getting to verse 26 god said come let us make man in our image after likeness and what have you and then god made man in his own image male and female and god blessed them god said be fruitful god gave them everything that they would need for life and for godliness and by the time we get to chapter 2 chapter 2 particularly verse 16 downward told us how the woman came into being how god took out of the man's rib and made the woman and brought her as a help that meet the man's need and prior to that time in genesis chapter 2 in verse 16 god gave an instruction to adam that out of all the trees in the garden of eden he can eat everything except for the tree of the fruits of the knowledge of good and evil so here now in this genesis chapter 3 we are seeing the first woman who became trapped in the trap 
of the fowler. She became trapped in the snare of the fowler. So the enemy came to her and said, as God said, I am seeing the reasons why women became trapped. The enemy came to her and started a conversation even with the woman. And it's as if the woman herself did not draw a boundary between our communication and the enemy's communication. So as the enemy began to communicate with her, she fell for the communication. And the enemy began to ask that, did God say you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Then the woman began to talk. Well, God did not really say that. God really said this. God really said that. This was a question that would have been a yes or no. But she began and opened up and said a lot beyond what was expected. And then eventually, the enemy told her, actually, if you eat of that tree, you shall not surely die. So we are seeing the enemy contrasting, you know, challenging what God said. He was speaking controversially as to what God said. He was speaking against what God said. He said, you shall not surely die. God is a liar. Don't mind him. You go ahead and taste the fruit. Then in verse 6, the woman took out of that fruit. And I want us to look at that verse 6 and see the reason why women have been trapped, why women are still trapped, and why women will remain trapped. Verse 6 And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise. So are you seeing? When she saw a perception of the tree, a perception of the fruit, this was a woman whom God had provided trees to eat from in the garden. It was this forbidden tree that she saw as a tree that was good for food. So the desire to eat, being drinking, came out of a perception. Some perceived alcohol as a means to numb even their pain. As a means to numb the reality of what is facing them. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, Many see tobacco as good to take away their pains. Many see alcohol as something good to numb their emotion, to numb their perception of their life trouble. So the woman saw that it was good for food. I don't know what you have perceived as good for your situation. I don't know Ah, uh, you came across that man on the internet and you perceive that he is good to satisfy your emotional need. But one thing that I know that God is available to deliver you even in this series. So let us go on. So the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes. Are you seeing? It gave a pleasure. You know, many women, we've become trapped in addiction because we fear they are pleasurable. Some women have become trapped in a lifestyle of, you know, shopaholic because it gives them pleasure. What gives you pleasure? For this first woman, 
that tree, the fruit on that tree that God said, don't eat from, was what she was finding pleasure from. Many women are finding pleasure from Nollywood, from Hollywood, from Bollywood, from the various woods. Some are finding pleasure from pornography. Some are finding pleasure from dating websites. Some are finding pleasure from other women's husbands. God says, that is not my means of pleasure for women. So let us go ahead again and see the third thing. And a tree to be desired to make one wise. So she was seeking for wisdom. She saw in that tree a source of wisdom. How many women are seeking wisdom outside God? Even women in the church. How many women have embraced feminism as a means of freedom? And a tree to be desired to make one wise. So when she perceived that tree, even though God said, don't eat of it. Since her perception was that it was good for food, it was pleasant to the eye, it was a desirous tree to make her wise, she took off the fruit. She ate. And since that Genesis 3, womanhood became trapped. Womanhood became enslaved in the snare of the fowler. In Isaiah chapter 14, we read of the fowler, the enemy, Lucifer, who was great in the beginning, but he rebelled against God and he was thrown down. He was dethroned. And also in Ezekiel 28, between verse 12 to 19, we read of him, even though they saying the king of Tyros, yet this is a reference to the enemy of God, to the enemy of your soul. He was dressed in beauty in the very beginning. He was an anointed cherub. Yet, he raised his heart against God. The Bible says he was perfect in his ways from the day that he was created until iniquity was found in him. And since iniquity was found in him, he was chased out of the presence of God. And since that time, he sought for humanity to destroy humanity, to trap humanity down because he knew that humanity is the crown of God's creation. I don't know what you may have been trapped in, but I am praying that as we journey through this series, God in his mercy will bring you out. The book of 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 8 says, even as a roundup, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. He is seeking to devour you. Be vigilant, my lady. Be sober, my dear sister. Have you been trapped in alcoholism? Have you been trapped in any and every form of of addiction have you made effort to satisfy your need in men god says be sober it is time to be sober because your adversary the devil the devil is not your friend he is your adversary and is going about 
to destroy you, to keep you bound in his trap. He never loses his prisoners. He wants to enslave you forever. And God says in John 10, 10, the thief cometh to steal, to kill and to destroy. But Jesus says, I come that you, the listener of this podcast, might have life and have it abundantly. I am praying that you will open up your heart to receive life as we journey through this series, free as a bird. Amen. continuing the series called Free as a Bird. Our topic for today is the snare of the fowler. Last time we learned about the fowler and who the fowler was. The fowler is Satan or in other words he is the devil. We have many names for this man but today we will be singing the traps that he sets to capture women into his lair. The fowler seeks to destroy women. He sets many snares to capture women. What snare has the devil set for you? What snare are you in? Maybe it is the snare of leaving your husband. The devil has set the snare of you disobeying what God has said. Whatever it may be, sisters, trust in God. Go to God for help. Eve was a woman who did not trust what God said. She fell into the snare that the fowler had laid. She fell into the snare of what the serpent asked her. The serpent was saying, Oh, God just said that you should not eat from the fruit because he did not want you to become like him. Sisters, do not fall into the snare of the fowler. Deborah Shinobi, Monastica's Father, on this matter. Heavenly Father, thank you once again. Even as we continue this series, free as a bird, just have your way. In Jesus' name, Amen. I want to welcome you back to this series, free as a bird. Last time we saw the fowler, the enemy, Lucifer the devil, is our enemy. He is seeking for means, for ways to keep us bound, to keep us trapped. Particularly since Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, God declared that the seed of the woman will bruise his head, which our Lord Jesus came to do. And since then, opportunity is given to as many redeemed women to bruise the head of the serpent. He knew this, and he seeks for means to bruise our heels, to destroy our lives, to destroy whatsoever belongs to us. So hence the reason why we have to be on guard. We must not let down our guard. If you missed last episode, go back to our website, oakofrighteousness.co.uk. There you will get this series and many other series. And if you need to contact us, go on our contact us page or send us your request to plus 447944398415. Or if you go on our website, every information that you need is there. 
So today we want to move on as we consider the snare of the fowler, the trap of the hunter, the snare of the fowler. What does the enemy usually use to ensnare women to keep us trapped? It is lies. That is his primary means of trapping us. Lies. He tells us lies. He sows the seed of lies into our hearts. The book of John chapter 8 verse 44 says, let us go and read it together. You are of your father the devil and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Are you saying the devil is a liar? The Bible says he was a murderer from the beginning. He never abides in the truth. You can never find an iota of truth in the devil. There is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks, he speaks lie. And I don't know what lie the enemy has been speaking to your heart. Maybe he's been telling you what you can't get from your husband. You can get it from another man. Maybe he's been telling you this your life situation will mar you forever. Maybe he's been telling you that you can never have any other identity aside of what your prevailing circumstance is. I want you to know he is a liar. And his means of trapping women is lies. He always speaks of his own. He is a liar. And he is the father of lies. So the way the hunter, the fowler, traps women is through lies. And we are going to go back to read Genesis chapter 3 again. Which we read last time. This time we will read it from verse 1 to verse 5. And we can pick out even how he told the first woman lies in order to trap her. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, have God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the tree, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods knowing good and evil so we are seeing the conversation between the father of lie and the first woman the enemy came in the cloak of the serpent to engage the first woman and began to ask her i want you to see how he traps us he engages us he commune with us he speaks to our hearts he drops things in our hearts even while our Lord Jesus was in the wilderness, he came to test him, isn't it? He tempted him. If you are the son of God. So he comes to drop things in our heart. To show us another side 
a, a very deceptive side of his story. I have God said you cannot eat of every tree of the garden. If Eve had known, she should know actually that that question is very fishy. How would he be asking such a question? But unfortunately for Eve, she responded, Well, we may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but the tree of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, you know we can't eat of it because the day we eat of it, God says we shall die. Actually, God said even we must not touch it. Are you saying when the enemy begins to engage you and you begin to tolerate him in your thoughts, do you know what begins to happen? You begin to exaggerate also. You begin to take things in, a, in another form contrary to what God intended. So she said, neither shall ye touch it. Meanwhile, in the instruction that God gave them in Genesis chapter 2, 16 and 17, there wasn't any instruction that says, ye shall not touch. God said, you must not eat of it. Don't eat of this tree. That was what God said. But when we allow the enemy a breathing space in our hearts, it begins to twist our mind. And before you know it, the truth that you know, you begin to give it away and begin to embrace even lies. So the serpent said to the woman, I want you to see the lie, ye shall not surely die. You know what the serpent is saying here? He was saying to the woman, look, the God that you think you trusted, is a liar. If he says you will die, if he says you will surely die, I want you to know you will not surely die. So it usually comes to contradict whatsoever God says, whatsoever is the truth. So look, God himself knows that the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open. You will be as God's. You will know good from evil. Wow. And there and there, the woman believed lies. And that became the beginning of the downfall of the woman. How many of us have believed lies concerning our children, concerning our husbands, concerning our lives, concerning our situation? I am not denying the father that we are faced with diverse life challenges. I am not denying the fact that life is difficult. Yes. But we have allowed the enemy to come in and exaggerate our situation as though God is not alive. So many women, we've engaged ourselves. Our young girls, our young women have engaged themselves in self-harming. Some of us, we are into alcohol and tobacco addiction. Some of us, we are seeking affirmation in other people. Some of us, we are battling low self-esteem. To some of us, it is wrong company. To some of us, it is inability to love our husbands because of the lie that the enemy has sown in our hearts. Some of us believed all sorts of lie. The enemy comes to ensnare us through our vulnerability. He introduces sometimes strange religion. Some of us, he introduces East religion 
unto us. Since we try this yoga, it is just an exercise. And through that, some of us, we have been derailed. Some of us, because we are seeking answers, we are seeking breakthrough to our life situation. We have invited into our homes strange people, strange things. And I am praying that the God of compassion will have compassion upon each and every of our hearts as we journey through this series. I am going to close today's episode as I read from Matthew chapter 9 from verse 35 to verse 38. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. This was the Lord Jesus. As he came into the cities and in the villages, just like many of our cities, many of our villages, we have women who are harassed. We are harassed emotionally, psychologically. And Jesus went about the cities preaching and he healed every sickness and disease. And in verse 36, the Bible says he saw the multitudes multitudes of women multitudes of young girls multitudes of family and when jesus saw he was moved with compassion on them and i want you to know that christ is moved again with compassion over you maybe you have been locked up in years of anxiety of depression i want you to know christ is having compassion on you because he knows that you are fainting and that you are scattered abroad, that you have tried different means of freedom. He knows that you are as a sheep that has no shepherd. Verse 37 and 38 says, Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest so this is it jesus knew he's seeing you not as an outcast not as a useless woman no but christ is seeing you as his harvest the harvest truly is plenteous but the laborers are few and i am saying that the reason why women continue to be trapped is because christ has no many laborers amongst the women women are in church women goes to church every sunday women are in women conferences but women still remain trapped because nobody is laboring over their lives jesus is praying the lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his service have you been battling anything personally that has held your life bound why not give us a call? Could this particular series be God's means of saying, You are my harvest, and I am sending this podcast as a means to harvest you? Could God want us to be a laborer over you? Why not give us a call? Why not chat us? Why not send us a WhatsApp message? Have you been believing lie? 
Have you been keeping a secret for years that the enemy keep taunting you and taunting you over? The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 28 verse 13 that he that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but also confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Maybe for your freedom, you only need to confess to someone, to share your problem with someone. I am praying that the freedom that God has preserved for you, you will find and discover the same as we journey through this series together. Keep no silence. Cry out for help. Seek for help. And I know that the God of the harvest will indeed arise for your help. From the hand of the fowler and all listeners, all the traps that he has been using to trap you down. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Today, we are continuing a series called Free as a Bird. Our topic for today is why women continue to be trapped by the snare of the fire. Today, we'll be seeing, even after the death of Jesus Christ, why women still continue to be trapped by the snares of the fire. Today, we'll be seeing the Israelites and how they too, they were trapped by the snare of the fire. They worshipped graven images and they went to get vain pleasures. Sisters, are you constantly being trapped by the snare of the fowler? Maybe it is drinking that is what you are being trapped by. Maybe it is an addiction. Maybe it is anger problems. Maybe it is betraying your own husband. No matter what it is, go to God. Ask him to deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Do not keep on being trapped by the fowler. Deborah shouldn't be when I take us further on this matter. Father, I just want to thank you for the freedom that you are bringing to women, for the opportunity for women to cry out, to speak out, for the opportunity for women to seek help because you have already made help available. Thank you for the testimony of what you are doing in the hearts, in the lives of your women. Lord, I praise you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for delivering women from the fangs of those who were trapped in the fowler's trap. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for freedom as that of a bird. We praise you, Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for still joining us on this series, Free as a Bird. Last time we saw God speaking to our heart on the snare of the fowler, the devices of our enemy, the serpent against women. And I am praying that whatsoever lie the enemy has sown into your heart, the Lord himself will deliver you and bring you into his truth. 
if you need to contact us go on our website www.okofrighteousness.co.uk go on our contact us page and we will respond and you can contact us via our mobile number plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five amen so today on this series let us consider the reason why women continued to be trapped women in the church women outside the church maybe i may say well for those outside the church i may want to overlook but for women in the church women who are meant to be daughters of zion yet we are still locked up in traps why why is it that women come to church but we still sneak out of church and find a corner to smoke fag why is it that women come to church and still go and binge drink why is it that women come to church and still ensnared in pornography why is it that women come to church but we cannot grab our bibles at home to read we can spend hours on facebook on diverse social media that tells me there is a problem so i want us to go to jeremiah chapter 8 verse 19 to 22 as we consider this question why women continued to be trapped even in the snare of the fowler jeremiah 8 19 to 22 says behold the voice of the cry of the daughter of my people because of them that dwell in a far country it's not the lord in zion so god is saying this is their cry this is the cry of the daughter of god's people it's not the lord in zion that is is god no longer in church is christianity no longer real so it's not the lord in zion it's not our king in her wow why have they provoked me to anger with their graven images and with strange vanities so here i'm saying why women continue to remain trapped why we are provoking god with our graven images even in church to some of us our pastors our images we only go to church in order to please our pastors our vicars no longer to seek god some of us go to church to wear our newly bought dresses and clothes and shoes and whatsoever it says they have provoked me to anger with their graven images and with strange vanities women in the church women who are meant to be daughters of zion we have embraced strange vanities wide partying is high in the church worldliness is the order of the day in the church a place where young people women meet in the next minute we are singing pop music in the church we have encouraged we have embraced strange vanities now verse 20 the harvest is past the summer is ended and we are not saved so it's as if these daughters of zion they had expectation they wanted to be saved they wanted to be delivered 
yet they are holding on to their graven images yet they are holding on to their strange vanities and god says no you can't have your cake like that no you can't hold on to your graven images to your strange vanities and then expect freedom you can't want to continue in your addiction and say well i prefer it and then expect freedom god says no we cannot be practicing the things we practice nowadays in the church and expect freedom it is either freedom or bondage so the harvest is passed our expectation of freedom was not satisfied verse 21 for the heart of the daughter of my people am i hot i am black astonishment have taken hold on me are you seeing the cry of jeremiah which i am saying as a cry of god on behalf of women in the church women are hurting says for the heart of the daughter of my people god says i am hurting because women in the church are hurting i am hurting because my women are hurting women are hurting because some of their husbands have become the reason for their situation some husbands are just going about from one woman to another god says i am actually hurting with you i am hot because the daughters of my people are hurting I am praying that the Lord will help you to see the burden, the cry of God, the compassion of God over your life. And verse 22 says, Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? Is there no healing in our churches? why are we had several healing services healing services and yet i'm still trapped in this situation i'm still trapped in this addiction why have i gone through several counseling sessions yet i am still struggling with this addiction god says it is not that the counseling session is not working it is not that the healing services are not effective but you need to put aside your graven images you need to put aside your strange vanities you need to clear your life from binge drinking wherever you go to that encourages you to drink god says that is a strange vanity you need to put it aside why have they provoked me to anger with their graven images i am seeing god saying this is the reason why we have not recovered there are graven images in our hearts to some of us it is unforgiveness you have embraced unforgiveness for years your father has offended you maybe you were emotionally abused maybe you were sexually aroused by a male person in your family and you have held that in your heart for years the more you think of it the more it hurts you yes i know it is painful I know it is hard but God says even this graven image of unforgiveness you need to put it aside. Yes your mother was never there for you while you were growing as a child. God says even that grudge 
you need to lay it down at the altar of sacrifice. This is the reason why the daughter of my people have not recovered. And God wants you to recover. God wants to restore you. God desires your freedom. So the first thing we have seen is that graven images in us, holding not to strange vanities in us. Maybe you are one of those people who go to the pub with friends and you know that you are susceptible to drinking. Why don't you give away pub visiting? You know that when you are alone, you are susceptible to watching things that are not right. Why don't you put yourself in the midst of people? Or why don't you get rid of that means of watching what you watch? Graven images and strange vanity. Another thing that I see as the reason why women continue to be trapped is a lack of knowledge and a lack of understanding. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Now the bit that I just want you to focus your heart on is that first bit. Since my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Many women will lack knowledge. Knowledge of what the Bible says concerning us. We lack understanding of the interpretation of the word of God. Some of us, we have actually the understanding of the knowledge of God's word, but we reject it. So as long as you lack knowledge and understanding, or as long as you reject knowledge and understanding, God says, you will continue to remain trapped in the snare of the fowler. Another reason also is friends. 1 Corinthians 15, 33 says, Bad company corrupts good manner. You may have to change friends. You look at your friends. Are they friends that are helping you to stay in freedom? Or are they friends that are taking you further into bondage? Bad company corrupts good manner. And lastly, it's your own very mindset your mindset in proverbs 23 verse 7 we read that for as he thinketh in his heart so is he so as you think in your heart so you are your mindset maybe you've seen yourself as someone who will forever remain trapped in alcoholism who will forever remain trapped in your situation, well, what happened to you is devastating. You know you can never regain yourself again. You will never have your identity again. That is life. God can rebuild your life again. Yes, there may be scars. Fine. But God can rebuild your shattered life again. Your mindset, your perception of yourself could keep you trapped. And Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, tells you as a daughter of Zion, what to do with your mindset. 
It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So you need to offer your life to God. You need to lay your life down in his hands. Then verse 2, which is really what I want, and be not conformed to this world. Don't let your mindset be the mindset of the people of this world, but instead be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, there is the need to renew your mind so that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Your mindset needs to be renewed. How do you do this? Let me read Colossians chapter 3 verse 10. And it says, And I've put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge, after the image of him that created him. So renewing your mind means taking in the word of God. It says, in knowledge. How do you get the knowledge of him that created you? It is all written in the Bible. So you need to acquaint yourself with the word of God. So your mindset, if your mindset is not renewed, it doesn't matter how many help there have been rendered. If your mindset is not renewed, you will continue falling trap, falling victim of the enemy. And I am praying that indeed God will bring you into the freedom. Amen.
Oh, Father, thank you so, so much for this short series with yet, Lord, impactful. Thank you for what you are doing in your women's lives. Thank you for your word that has capacity to set free. I praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to say a very big thank you to each and every one of you for joining with us throughout this series, Free as a Bird. We have come to the end of this series today and I am praying that the freedom that God has granted your heart or that the Lord will grant your heart during this series and thereafter, it shall be permanent. I am praying that whatsoever prison the enemy seems to have locked you in, God in his mighty hand will indeed bring you out and sustain you even with his power. As we finish this series, I think it will not be um, effective if we do not look at what has God provided for your freedom. So today, in closing up, let us look at God's means for your freedom. We've seen the enemy's means of enslaving you. So let us look at God's means for your freedom. Remember, you can go back to our website. If you need to re-listen again, go back to oakofrighteousness.co.uk. If you want to contact us, the number to contact is plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five so god's means for your freedom first what is the means that god provided to set you free remember we saw that the first woman eve fell and through her actually women generally and humanity generally became trapped and right there in that Genesis 3, where the first woman brought the trouble, there also God declared the solution. In verse 15, And the seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpent. So that was God's plan. That was the gospel proclaimed at the very beginning when the fall happened. And later on, the seed of the woman came in the person of our Lord Jesus, who was conceived through the Holy Spirit in Mary's womb and was given birth to, he came and indeed on the cross of Calvary, he bruised the head of the serpent. So God's means for your freedom first is the cross of Christ. I cannot overemphasize the matter of the cross. If you go on our website, there will be some series where we have tackled the matter of the cross. And there are several Bible classes that we run focusing on what the cross is. Maybe you want to take up one of those classes to help you further. Why not contact us? Even if it means a one-on-one, -on -one, your freedom matters than gathering multitudes. So don't hesitate to contact us. So, the first means of freedom that God has made available for you is the cross of Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17, Paul said, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. What 
what is the gospel? It is that Christ came in the flesh. It is that Christ died for our sin. It is that Christ was buried. It is that Christ rose again in accordance with the scripture. So Paul said, Christ never sent me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Because the honest truth is that baptism does not set you free. What sets us free is the death of the Lord Jesus of Mount Calvary. Baptism is only a means, it's a public declaration that actually I have gone with the Lord Jesus. So for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. Are you saying the cross of Christ has effect? Even the effect to set you free from the snare of the fowler. Romans 1 verse 16 also says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Again, this is Paul writing to the Romans. So in this epistle, he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Maybe you have been through all sorts of detoxin, rehabilitation, all sorts of help, and it seems it's not working maybe you've become ashamed of yourself ashamed of your past there is something that delivers us from shame and it is the gospel of christ so paul tells us now for it is the power of god unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the jew first and also to the greek so the gospel the cross of christ is the power of god to save you, to deliver you. Both you who have been going to church with a tongue-speaking believer, whatever your church background is, the cross of Jesus is God's power to deliver you from the trap of the hunter. Another means of freedom that God made for you is the blood of Jesus. And I'm going to read a couple of scriptures. Let's read Acts chapter 20 verse 28. Acts 20, 28 says, Take ye therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost have made you overseers to fill the church of God which he had purchased with his own blood. So what are we seeing here? Christ had actually paid the price for you. The fact that you are still in slavery is actually against Christ's provision. He purchased you with his own blood on the cross. So the purchase price for your freedom is the blood of Jesus. And it has already been shed. So there is no reason for the enemy to still have a stronghold over your life. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 also says, In whom we have redemption, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Are you seeing? Your redemption came through the blood of Jesus. Even the forgiveness of those terrible sins that you committed in the past. Yes, you may have aborted. Maybe you've aborted severally or once and you are still taunted with that past sins. The blood of Jesus and forgiveness for you. Your redemption was paid through the blood of Jesus. 
Also the book of Hebrews chapter 9 verse 14 says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Are you seeing again? If the blood of goats, of rams, was doing a work for the Israelites in the Old Testament, how much more the blood of Jesus Christ? Through his eternal offering of himself, he offered himself to God without spot. And this is to purge your conscience. Maybe you are guilty of whatsoever you have done. And I don't care how terrible whatsoever your past entails. The blood of Jesus has been given to purge your conscience. To cleanse your conscience from dead works. Revelation chapter 1 verse 5 also says, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Are you saying Christ loved you and he washed you? You are saying all this happened. They are pastors. They are already available for your freedom. Christ loved you and washed you from that past sin. How? In his own blood. Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 also says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. And they overcame by the blood of of the lamb are you seeing your means of victory is the blood of jesus also first peter chapter 1 verses 18 to 19 says for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers but with the precious blood of christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. The human blood is full of spots, full of blemish. But the blood of Christ is without blemish, without spot, and it was shed to deliver you. It was shed to set you free. I am praying that you will rest in what God did for you through the precious blood of his son Jesus Christ. Another means for your freedom is the word of God. God provided for you in his word. So let us read John chapter 6 verse 63. And it says, It is the spirit that quickeneth; the flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The words of Jesus. So you now need to dedicate yourself to the hearing, to the reading, to the studying of the word of God. You need to immerse yourself in the scriptures. The words that Jesus speaks, the Bible says, they are spirit and they are life. Psalms 207 verse 20 also says, He sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from their destructions. God's word have the capacity to heal you, to deliver you from your destruction. 
maybe you have been having suicidal thoughts. God's word, listen to. God's word, plays to you. Have the ability to deliver you. There have been stories when it's just a phrase, a verse in the scripture that came to some people and they are delivered from the suicidal thoughts that have been coming to them. Immerse yourself in the scriptures. Listen to them. Listen to the audio read out. Play it through over and over and over again. Psalms 119 is one of those Psalms that describes to us even the word of God. It calls it different name, the law of the Lord, the commandment of the Lord, the testimony of the Lord, the precept, the rules, all sorts of names. The word of God is tagged in this Psalm 119 and it tells you the usefulness. So immerse yourself in God's word. Also, John 8:32 says, And ye shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. God's word is the truth. God's word is the Lord Jesus. If you acquaint yourself with his word, his word shall set you free. Another means for your freedom is the Holy Spirit. The book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17 says, Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The Lord is that Spirit. Wherever His Spirit is, there is freedom. So you need the Holy Spirit. Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Have you received the Holy Spirit? And maybe for you, you are not even born again. Maybe you've been going to church, you don't really know God. This is an opportunity to reconnect or to connect yourself to God. This is an opportunity to believe in what God did in Christ Jesus on Mount Calvary. Like I said earlier, Eve brought humanity into sin as she defied the law of God in Genesis 3 and humanity became a slave, became trapped. And God made a way of escape for mankind through the death of his son jesus on the cross of christ have you believed in jesus's death i am not asking if you go to church have you accepted jesus as the lord of your life have you given him the lordship over your life have you surrendered those graven images those strange vanities at the foot of the cross maybe you haven't i think I'll be praying with you. Father God, I am praying for all my listeners who have not at any time given their lives to you. Maybe they have been going to church for years. I am praying, Lord, that even as they go through this series with us, you will touch their hearts. You will take away the power of sin, the power of the Adamic life. You will take it away from them and grant them your spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. If you have prayed with us, why not contact us so that we can take you further on the matter of your salvation. So you need the Holy Spirit. That is another means that God has provided for your freedom. Luke 11:13 says, If ye then, being evil, 
know how to give good gifts unto your children how much more shall your heavenly father give the holy spirit to them that ask him maybe you are born again indeed but you have not the holy spirit god is willing to give you his holy spirit if you ask it is the holy spirit that teaches you that shows you the will of god that shows you the purpose of god so you need the holy spirit in acts 1 verse 8 the bible says you shall receive power after the holy ghost is come upon you so without the holy spirit there will be no power to withstand even the fowler the hunter that keeps seeking you you need the holy spirit and another means is confession and forgiveness of sin maybe there is something you have been hiding you need to confess and you need to forgive those who may have wronged you in any way james 5:16 says confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed are you saying that is the first part of james 5 verse 16 confess your sin don't hide anything in your heart what the enemy does is that when we keep secrets he keep you know using that i keep telling us you know that thing that you did blah 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 but the moment you find somebody to share it with the burden is lifted the enemy's power is broken tell someone of that sin that you have been harboring in your heart for years first john 1 9 also says if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive all forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness if you confess if you speak out god is faithful it's not human that holds things against people god will forgive you and he will not only forgive you he will also cleanse you psalm 32 verse 5 says i acknowledge my sin unto thee and mine iniquity have i not hid i said i will confess my transgressions unto the lord and thou forgivest the iniquity of my sin are you saying when you forgive when you confess god forgives do not hide that sin from god he already knows he's only waiting for you to come and confess as you confess to him and also confide in another person share your sin let them know this is something i've battled with for years and god will bring you freedom another means is fellowshipping with other christians you need the fellowship of other christians in order to continue in freedom no man can be an island john 1 7 says the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe so jesus came as a witness to bear witness so that you and i can believe and in our believing, we can continue in fellowship with one another and with the Lord. Romans 12 verse 5 says, So we, being many, are one body in Christ, and everyone members one of another. You need the fellowship of genuine Christian. You need to be in a church where the truth of God's word is preached. Every woman, every man in that church are members of the body of christ and you are part of the body 
of Christ. And finally, another means for your freedom is discipleship. A dear friend of mine was asking me yesterday, why is it that the church have deviated from discipleship? Be it an indigenous British church, an African church, an orthodox church, we have deviated from Christ's commission to go and make disciples. And discipleship is God's means to establish you in freedom, to sustain you in freedom. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 20 and 21, we read, But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of art, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from this, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Are you saying in a great house, in every church, in every family, are vessels of gold and of silver. There are three different types of women from different backgrounds, different church groups. Many of you listening to this broadcast, you are listening from different aspects of the world, from different denominational backgrounds. Here the Bible says, some of us are to honor, some of us to dishonor, and sin makes us to be dishonored vessels. When we are trapped, we become dishonored vessel. But 21 says, if we purge ourselves from whatsoever dishonor, then we will be vessels of honor. But what I actually want to bring out regarding discipleship is that then we'll be prepared. So discipleship is God's means of preparing us for every good work, for every stages of life. And as I round up this series today, I am praying that you will take up these means of God's freedom for you, the cross, the blood of Christ, the word of God, the Holy Spirit, confession and forgiveness of sin, fellowshipping with others, and the yoke of discipleship. I am praying that you will take this up and you will remain in freedom and become God's means of offering freedom to others. If you have any need, do feel free to contact us on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five. Amen.